Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starlot by freelance journalist and author of Lee Marvin, Point Blank, and many people in the news biographies. His book is the making of the most iconic World War II movie ever. Welcome author of Killing Generals, Dwayne Epstein. Hi, thanks for having me, Sean. Dwayne, let's go beyond the mic. John Wayne rejected playing the film The Dirty Dozen based on the original draft. What made the story of this movie, 56 years old this year, so important to tell? Well, it was a way of letting people who were not aware of such things, let them know that war is not all gung-ho fun and, and that it can be violent and graphic and nasty and grotesque. And that was really the point. That was one of the several reasons why John Wayne himself had turned it down. It wasn't just the ending. A lot of people think it was the ending that he didn't uh, care for, and that's why he didn't do it. The truth was he had written a memo to the uh, producer of the film, a gentleman named Ken Hyman, where after reading the script, John Wayne told Ken Hyman, the person who wrote this screenplay is probably a long-haired, sandal-wearing, beard-wearing, card-carrying uh, 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 what you call it? What's the phrase he used? Sign carrying guy against the war. He should be fighting himself, meaning Vietnam. Fact of the matter is, the the screenplay was written by a 66 year old screenwriting veteran, a guy named Nunnally Johnson. It's just that the point of view of the story so angered John Wayne. He assumed it was written by what he would have considered a hippie. And he let his politics kind of run away with him. When Lee Marvin was asked to play the role and he read the script, he had no problem with it at all. In fact, he liked it a lot. He liked it a lot. He didn't like the premise, but he loved the character. Now, Lee Marvin's Oscar win in 65 launched him into the legendary role. He got paid $300,000. How ironic is it that Marvin, a Purple Heart Marine, demoted for troublemaking, was given a movie promotion to major in this film? <laughs> right? That's funny. You know, it's interesting, too, because in the book, that the author, Ian Nathanson, wrote that the Dirty Dozen movie was based on. He wasn't a major. He was a captain. He was kind of given a promotion in the film. Um, yeah, he would sometimes play officers in films. And the truth is, in real life, he was a, I think he was a, the highest rank he ever got. He was like a corporal for a week, and then he got busted. He got busted several times. He also did time in the stockade. Um, but he was, a, uh, he, he was a Marine through and through. He absolutely... Believed in the cause, and he, until the day he died, he believed he, he loved the Marines. He was Semper Fi all the way. He didn't always believe in uh, the given military actions that the Marines may have been involved in, such as things like Vietnam and what have you. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that he was cast in the role because I don't think anybody could have played that part better. I really don't. Doing what was the most interesting fact you learned in researching this book? Oh boy, there were so many. Probably off the top of my head, I would say that where the origin of the story came from, the author, Ian Nathanson, who was interviewed by a friend of mine, um, gave me exclusive uh, abuse of that interview. He had gotten the idea from, of all people, Russ Meyer, the king of sexploitation films, because Russ Meyer was a combat photographer during World War II, and he had shot footage of, of a bunch of men that were convicts and were being trained on a suicide mission, and he turned in the film, and then a month later he checked to find out what happened to the, uh, the dozen, and he was told they were killed on a suicide mission. Now, when he told that story to E.M. Nathanson, Nathanson said, the hackles on the back of my neck went up. I had never heard a story like that before. So he did some very impressive digging and research and found out that um, not 
excuse me, not that uh, um, Russ Meyer made the story up, but just that it didn't exist. It might have been an urban legend, or I think he called it a latrine rumor that was in the service. So Nathanson decided to uh, make this story up himself and write a work of fiction, and he turned in a 500-page uh, novel to his publisher, and over t- a very short period of time, it wound up becoming a bestseller. That's where it came from. The book is Killing Generals, and author Dwayne Epstein joins us beyond the mic for The Rocky Nate. Eight random questions answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Dwayne, there is no pressure. <laughs> okay. Other than Lee Marvin, which of the Dirty Dozen actors would you have liked to written a book with? John Cassavetes. How do you like your bacon cooked? Uh, not as crispy as everybody else. <laughs> Favorite movie other than The Dirty Dozen? Papillon with Steve McQueen. Dwayne, what was the best false story about Lee Marvin? Uh, That he hated The Dirty Dozen. (laughs) That's false. Interesting. Yep. Who's your favorite late night host of all time? David Letterman. Are you more like your mom or your dad? Like most people, I'm a combination of both. I'm probably more like my mother, though, in truth. Now, do you still have the oil paintings created by Lee Marvin? How did you know about that? Research, my friend. Wow. Uh, yes, I do. Contact Dwayne if you're still interested. <laughs> Best Sinatra movie of all time is? Oh, too many to choose from. I like his film. Von Lions Express, um, uh, The Man with the Golden Arm, uh, The Detective, uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, those. And we're going to sneak in one extra question. So many historical and military discrepancies in the movie just to make it look good. What's your favorite scene in the movie? Uh, when... Um, when Lee Marvin goads Clint Walker into stabbing him with the knife, I love that scene. I, I got to interview Clint Walker, and I told him that, you know, that scene scared the hell out of me. And he smiled and went, good, that we did our job. <laughs> it's time for one big question with the author of Killing Generals, Dwayne Epstein, be on the mic. Dwayne, how has war movies changed for the better and for the worse since The Dirty Dozen? Oh, that's interesting. Well, since The Dirty Dozen, um, they have gotten a lot more graphic uh, in, um, in the sense that it makes you not you know, love war necessarily, but unfortunately, in, in, in more recently, you know, that movie came out over 50 years ago, and over the course of 50 years, they seem to have gone full circle back into making war films cartoonish, and, and you know, let's get, let's get a high body count, and rah, rah, we did something great for our side, and that may be the influence of things like video games and uh, fast editing and what have you, and I think that's a shame. Um, I think war films should be as graphic and grotesque as possible to make it less likely to continue. But, you know, in any event, that's how they've changed. He loves Papillon, David Letterman, fairly crispy bacon, and it's more like his mom. Author of Killing Generals, Dwayne Epstein, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Sean. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app.